this is Pudsy's fabulous talky thing. Da 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 pros and cons. Oh, okay. I don't I don't know what I did wrong, but hey, I'm here. Cool. Oh, so uh how much a preamble are we gonna do? Are we going now? We can go now. Well, hold on, let me crack this open so I don't have to crack it on microphone. And uh before we kind of get started and everything, mm-hmm. um, we do this for about normally an hour. Just gonna shoot the shit for an hour. Yeah, that's my normal goal around an hour. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, well, I'm ready when you are. This can has been cracked. The cold one is open. Are you gonna be upset if I leave all of this in there? <laughs> ah, no. L- listen, there's there's enough of me on the internet now that this is uh, by and far not the worst thing out there. Oh. Not that there's anything bad either. It's just a few minutes of preamble and rambling isn't going to hurt anybody, right? Oh, well, what is the worst thing out there? You know, one time um, on a Twitter dare, actually, I went to uh, a gas station, bought a slice of pizza, fried some chicken, got some tortillas, and combined all of that to make like a weird chicken pizza taco thing. Uh-huh. So that's on YouTube. That doesn't sound bad at all. That, that It was bad good. for me. It, the tortilla cut my mouth. It was a bad time for everybody involved. <laughs> It, and like okay. I, I thought it was going to be this wonderful, magical, perfect thing, but right. I rushed it, and then I just got this weird pizza monstrosity, and just oh man, it was a bad time. I feel like you could somehow make, like you could make a a pizza crust out of a more tortilla-like <laughs> shell, like you know the really really thin crusts that come yeah, out. Yeah, like a crispy. like a flatbread kind of thing. Yeah, and then like stir in some taco mix either into the sauce or or you know regularly into ground meat that you would put on top, and then then you would have a taco pizza. I feel like Icarus flying towards the sun, or you're Icarus and I'm Daedalus shouting, "Don't do it! You're flying too close. <laughs> the, pizza, the cheese of your pizza wings will melt away as you fly closer towards the sun." Okay, so you're making wings out of cheese is not a good idea. There's some things, be it, be it a taco pizza or making wings of cheese, there are some things humans aren't meant to do. <laughs> it's forgotten knowledge. Okay. Am I coming through okay? Is this all, is all good? Yeah. I've got the nice fancy microphone set up, which means I have a good microphone in a box on top of a Tupperware uh, and a pop filter that's held together with connects. So, you know, I mean business. That is classy. <laughs> and the standard for this thing... I, I bought this microphone. It's like an M Audio something or other microphone. I bought it like six years ago, and the stand broke in the first day I had it. Nice. Yeah. Well, what can you do? Someone gifted me this microphone, and geez, he probably gifted it to me like in 2011 or 2012, and I've only recently started using it. So. So I was gonna say it has some tenure, but I guess not. No. <laughs> it sat. <laughs> in a box for a long time i mean like my brother uses a snowball microphone and they look very cool if i go over to someone's house and they have a snowball microphone i'm like no that's that's pretty cool that's what i'm all right with this um so how's that for an introduction that's great um let's rewind slightly and (laughs) remind people that i'm punzi but who the fuck are you (laughs) uh well that's the wonderful thing um Hi, I'm Daniel Bratland. Uh, on the internet, I guess I call myself It Sure Is Danby, which is a weird handle to go by, but I'm trying the whole YouTube stream thing. I'm, I'm making content on the internet. I'm in a band. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm trying to get out there, having a good time with it. Uh, but as of right now, I'm here with you. And we're, we're just hanging out. Yeah. Like a couple of pals what on the was, internet streams. This is a, a fairly new um, screen name for you, isn't it? You had another one before. Yeah, I used to go by Daniel Dicecraft um, yeah. back when I did the whole dice jewelry thing. I guess that's another way people might know me. Um, Rollers Regalia was another one, which I'm still trying to do. I want to get that back on its feet. Um, I used to make dice jewelry, Dungeons and Dragons themed jewelry, and just jewelry in general because it was a nice little hobby to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but recent job shifts and, and living arrangements have kind of put that on hold. Though lately, uh, for my mother's birthday, I it was Mother's Day. For Mother's Day, I got my hand back in it, made a nice little tree of life pendant. So slowly, we're reaching back into the giant tidal pool of Etsy workings and jewelry and Pinterest and all that. How did you get started making jewelry? Actually, so I used to walk through a mall every day to go to school back in high school, like some six, seven years ago. And they would sell just miscellaneous Dungeons and Dragons dye, 20-sided, all all the fun flavors. Uh And I'm like, huh, how hard would it be to rig something like that? So I bought some dice, brought them home, got a drill, and ended up just boring like a hole clean through a D20. And I'm like, oh, this looks like a bead now. Wait a minute. (laughs) plastic is just beads and lo and behold uh things kind of escalated from there until i was making dice bags entirely out of dice or making a piranha plant out of a giant d20 nice stuff i want to try again i've i'm in my i'm in my room i've got my computer i've got these guitars and then i've got all of my crafting stuff up in a closet over there i can look at it wistfully and (laughs) dream of the times long ago I know how that goes. I have a bureau full of fabric <laughs> just waiting for me to make stuff out of it. You and my girlfriend would have a lot to talk about. She, uh, it's, it's every week. There's always more fabric coming in. and She's working on a quilt. She's been working on a quilt for like the last three weeks. But mm-hmm. it, it's, it's fabric comes in and the quilt just kind of absorbs all of the time. And now the basement is full of it. Yep. But I do love it. I used to work in a fabric store. So this is all yeah. very refreshing and comfortable. Yeah. I don't know anything about sewing, but I got a job there, and <laughs> by God, I was good at it. I almost had a job at a fabric store, and I was scared because I don't, I, I know very specific things, mm-hmm. and I feel like they're not things that are generally useful to other people. So I was afraid that people would ask me questions, and I'd be like, I don't fucking know if this is the right fabric for that thing or sir do i look like i work here please exactly uh well having no knowledge of the sewing world and getting a job at fabric land i can tell you that like any retail job charisma will get you only so far and i was eventually forced to learn a few things and oh no yeah i went kicking and screaming um but i mean i feel like you do okay it for for someone like you who is inclined to sew the best thing about working in a fabric store is probably the discounts you would get yeah, exactly. I wouldn't mm-hmm. bring much of that paycheck home, unfortunately. Yeah. And my girlfriend, she's a manager of a fabric land, so she gets like 55% off all fabrics. Yeah. yeah. No wonder you got so much fabric going on. <laughs> the cats love it. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, we just kind of take life one step at a time. Cats are in fabric, cat shells and quilts and <laughs> dice being put on hold, and, and now we're here. Oh, yeah. Why were you painting stop signs earlier? They weren't stop signs. They, they were, were stop signs. <laughs> they were octagonal shelves. Um, my girlfriend is making red, so stop signs. 
it's a nice kind of raspberry stain we're putting on this nice, wonderful honeycomb shelves. They're going to look super cool up on a bedroom wall. That's, a, that's the thing about living in this house is that there's always something on the go. Mm-hmm. Um, like even today, we went out to buy a couch to make a sectional. So the living room is in an entire state of upheaval. Mm-hmm. Basically, the life is a whirlwind of progress that I live. And it's scary, but also fun at the same time. Well, at least you do things. I've been in this place for like three years. And there are so many things that I wanted to do since I moved in, and I've done maybe, like, one of them. <laughs> well, make a, make a little checklist and say, all right, it's, uh, it's coming up, what's coming up, June? By the end of June or the middle of June, I'll have X done. I'll put the washing machine on top of the fridge, because that's what I've always wanted to do. <laughs> I'm going to take the, the entry door, and I'm going to turn that. it sideways. My microwave is on top of the fridge, and I have trouble reaching that, so... Do you have, like, an apartment fridge, one of the smaller ones? No. That sounds crazy, then. That's too tall for me. <laughs> I'd never use my microwave if I couldn't get to it. I How am I going to make that. Pocos? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, then, fun fun reno ideas. Um, knock out a wall. Knock out... Do you have a pantry? Yes. Knock out the pantry. No. Put in a hot tub. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Yeah, and then when the hot tub is off, you just store all your food in there. No. <laughs> There's so many things wrong with this. Do you know how much food is in my pantry? And it's not even real food. It's baking supplies. That's like half of food. That's, that is, I was going to say an ingredient because that's the true thing. But, yeah, but it it's like a, it's like a, I'm trying to make a fun metaphor, but I can't do it. I'm crashing okay. and burning here. Like my section of the pantry, because I have a roommate. My section mm-hmm. of the pantry is like 90% baking supplies for when PAX is coming up, and then like a box of cereal, a box of crackers, and a can of soup. Yeah, it's all, <laughs> it's all, it's all preservatives and noodles for the pasta that we never make. And there's so much pasta in there, dude. Where does it all come from? <laughs> my, my, my screen just went black. Oh, that's. Because I'm not using my. Good. Yeah, no, I have a very small timer on this thing um should i have a webcam for this no mm. i don't well, use okay, the then. video sometimes people let me stare at them but i generally don't let people stare at me so well, I, was listening, I was listening to a couple and they had webcams and i realized that in all my years of being a pc owner or what, whatever that means i don't have speakers <laughs> and i don't have a webcam because oh. everything i do is through the headset and i've never really been on camera all that much mm-hmm. yeah my computer thing. has the built-in cam because I'm on a laptop, uh, but I'm always like, no, turn that shit off. No put a little piece of tape that. over that? <laughs> no, I'm not that I, bad. <laughs> I, I am kind of genuinely worried about that, but also at the same time, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. They're going to see whatever they're going to see. That Google car driving by probably saw everything it needs to know about me. <laughs> well, it was oh. only like a month ago that I realized um, I closed one of the the blinds in one of my windows the wrong way so that people on the street can like look up into my room and see me oh god so who knows what my neighbors have seen for the past couple of years <laughs> you're on seven government watch lists already yeah probably shot in the dark here mm-hmm. what was the first video game you ever played oh because this was asked to me recently and i'm having kind of trouble recalling but while i do if you got one i'm all ears Okay, so when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I had a Game Boy and a Sega Genesis. 
Fuck yeah. So it was either the original Sonic the Hedgehog. That's a good one. Or something on my Game Boy. Probably like not. Wario Mario. Land? More likely Tetris, I would think. Well, Tetris, like, having having kind of missed, I missed the Game Boy era because I was born. I'm, I'm not that old. Surprise, surprise. I'm only 23 years old. Um, so I missed the Game Boy, the original Game Boy era. What are you trying to say about me? I'm trying to say that Young this man. is a weird kind of a weird <laughs> anomalous time thing that has happened and that the first game I ever played was Super Mario Brothers 3 on the NES. But then even that has been called into question lately because my dad is like, no, 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 no. We pulled up the Intellivision and we were playing, we were playing oh, Dungeons shit. and Dragons on that shit, boy. We were playing like Feeding Frenzy or B-17 Bomber or whatever. And I'm like, okay, dad, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you bombarding Sorry, me with this I information? I forgot that we had an Atari. See, there, there are these wonderful things that we've all forgotten about. I don't want to forget about them. I want my ColecoVision, damn it. <laughs> I really liked Berserk as a kid. Oh, I I made Berserk fan art of Evil Otto, the smiley face, because for some reason I just really liked it. Okay. And there's this Gojira song that has like a vocoder of, over the main vocals that makes it sound like a robot. And I'm like, this song is about Berserk. This is what this is about now. It's about a robot who doesn't like people. I would really like to see that fan art. Oh, God, then I have to show you my DeviantArt, and that's a whole other thing. You know what? Okay, going back to the most embarrassing thing on the internet. There it is, my DeviantArt. <laughs> oh, please, what is that address? Uh, okay, it is all one word. People face. People face, okay. Yeah, yeah all one word. And while you're going there, I'm also going to go there and see what horrors await me, because well, it has been a very long time. but okay. Oh, well, if we're doing this. Oh, God, <laughs> I just typed people face into Google, and that does not bring up anything at all what I want. Yeah, that sounds intriguing. Oh, I do use that handle on a few different places, such as uh, Instagram, and I think I'm that on Steam as well. So, so that might come up. Hmm. Huh. This is difficult. Also, I spelled people wrong. That might be why. <laughs> God. So, what um, you did homework and listened to podcasts first? Which ones did you listen to? Um. So, I I got on the whole podcast train like. Seven years ago with the old Rooster Teeth podcast, The Drunk Tank, or mm-hmm. what have you. Yep. And then kind of on and off, I would listen to podcasts while I was playing video games or right. just kind of doing whatever. Um, and I fell off it for a long time until I got this new job I'm working at. It's an industrial job where I'm allowed to listen to music all day. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's just great. And eventually the music well ran out. And I, I'm kind of ashamed to admit I don't really go through new music as much as I would like to. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, Recently, I started watching Super Best Friends and listening to the Super Best Friend cast. And then people recommended me the wonderful McElroy Brothers content, such as My Brother, My Brother, and Me, or The Adventure Zone. And uh, I've been enraptured with this world of just being able to listen to people talk for multiple hours and not have to worry about managing what I'm listening to every five minutes when a song ends, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's a very nice thing. And I'm kind of, being an outlier in this whole thing, I'm kind of interested in getting in the podcast game. Um, like, I've been on a few before with some people, and I don't know if that ever really panned out. Um, them, my brothers, and my father, we all had very interesting conversations that were like, you know what, we, should, we, we could do this. Maybe we could do this. I don't know. I've been, I've been making YouTube videos for, like, seven years. I feel like at this point I'd be willing to try, and they seem like they're kind of on board with it, so. What would your podcast be about? Isn't that the question? <laughs> Yes. Like, I, I'm currently DMing 
uh, a campaign of Dungeons and Dragons with my family, um, two of my brothers and my father, which is basically what the Adventure Zone podcast is. But I don't know if we could do that because we're all very green and don't have a whole lot of experience. Me with DMing and then just playing in general. Mm-hmm. And I have to write and have a lot of narrative thought for that. So maybe just something where we sit down and talk. That's an incredibly cheap answer. Okay. I th- I thought about doing like uh, maybe advice or maybe... I don't know. I'd, hmm, this is confusing. Actually, you got me. You've got me in a loop. This is gotcha jur- journalism. You got me. Because <laughs> I know for I know for a fact. Sorry, sorry. I no, feel okay. like I'm talking over you. But I know for a fact that what would happen is we do the first one, and I just have a checklist of segments. And depending on how they go, I just like all right, never doing that again. Mm-hmm. I ask you how your week is like, and they're like, yeah, it's good. All right, great. Never asking you what your week is like ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and through that, I call the most strong podcast. Right. Something. Something will rise from those ashes. So I think, I'm just spitballing here, but I think that if you don't have, like, a set agenda and you're just, mm-hmm. you just want to sit mm-hmm. down and talk to some people, then those personalities have to be strong, interesting somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I, when I talk to my brothers and my father, because we have this wonderful chemistry, something will be brought up and then that conversation will just kind of snowball into something else. Mm-hmm. And it'll just go and it'll go. And it's very natural. And trying to force that out of them would probably not work out all that well. Right. Okay. So we'd have to be in an, in an environment where we're like, you know, we're just eating some meatloaf, having a nice talk about whatever. And then all of a sudden my dad's like, you guys ever hear about that crazy giraffe tech? I'm like, giraffe tech? What are you talking about? And my dad's like, listen, turns out what we thought were giraffes were just, were like, we're actually just like four totally different species of giraffes that just never really coexisted. And have never like had on record breeding. And I'm like, Dad, that's crazy. Why are you telling me this? That's where that would go. I don't know. Something like that. Is this something you just made up or is that a real thing? No, it's actually very true. Um, so previously thought to be migratory patterns um, is actually four different giraffe subspecies as different as like alligators and crocodiles that have just never commingled. Hmm. I don't know the specifics of it. I'm not a biologist. And quite frankly, I just kind of got really enraptured with the idea that four different warring clans of giraffes roam the lands and pick fights with each other whenever they can, but that's also not true. It's, it's like it's like Avatar. Yeah, I feel like that could be an interesting fantasy series, if done right. Giraffatar. <laughs> no. That's free. That's, that's a free one. You can use that. You're going to need a new name. <laughs> well, well, we'll workshop that. You know what? We'll get the, we'll get the brain trust going. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, oh, but you um, you said you had to listen to some of my podcasts before you actually did one. So, what did who did you listen to? Do you have notes for me? What was good? Um, what was bad? <laughs> <laughs> no notes per se. Let's see what I got. Um, so I listened to, uh, I guess it's number twenty one Jammers, mm-hmm. which is a cool name. Twenty one Jammers Street. Uh, I'm currently on <laughs> Geek Stanton. Uh, yeah. About ten minutes into that one, and it's just kind of nice to hear you talk about. You talk about packs a lot. I don't, do you know this, Ponzi? Ponzi, do you know this? You talk about packs a lot. <laughs> okay, well, see, everyone who I'm talking to, I know because of packs. So, which is technically true of me. In a roundabout way, I believe. In a roundabout way. And I was, I was thinking about this earlier. I believe that I became aware of your existence because you were on the crafting panel that Tally did that I had mm-hmm. been on the year before. And boy, what a panel it was. 
in that I was there and I was very scared. <laughs> I was ter- Oh my god, I was terrified. I no no, no I don't want to hear it. I had Will Wheaton <laughs> in my audience. Okay. Oh really? Yes. Front row. See and and, it, <laughs> and he's like. Of all the celebrities that there are, he's the one that makes me into a complete idiot. Like, I see Will Wheaton, and I just don't know how to people anymore, and I say the stupidest shit. <laughs> Have you ever called him Willsley? No. Willsley, sign my Borg? Oh, sorry, a book? No, I don't know. <laughs> see, and and true to that, I there's not a whole lot of... This is, this is a weird thing to say, because I guess I've never really vocalized it before. But being the age that got swept up in the the internet content craze of consuming stuff on YouTube or streaming services, mm-hmm. the the people that I looked up to the most were YouTube people, internet people. So yeah. when I did it, Don't I'm like, holy shit, that. Loading Ready Run is here. All of Loading Ready Run is in the front row. And what am I going to say? <laughs> That's actually the cool thing about PAX is just knowing all these people, like not knowing them, but like seeing them and being aware of their existence on the internet. And I'm like, oh, hey, look, there's there's Mega Ran the rapper. He's got a booth over there. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I just got a picture with Danimal Cannon and all these cool people. So PAX is very cool for that. I, I do appreciate that. So I don't think we've ever actually met. No. And I that makes this a first for my podcast because I know everyone else who I've talked to really? so far. Yep. I'm the only E friend. Yep. Well, well, uh, we can break out the champagne then. This is the new milestone for the podcast. Uh, <laughs> round of applause. Just kind of nice soft claps for everybody. Um, is that weird? Is that weird? I don't think that's weird. I mean, it could be, but this is going pretty well. So, <laughs> I, I mean, again, from from some of the podcasts I've listened to, people talk to people they've met like the day before because they're like, "Oh, you're in my wheelhouse. Get in here, kid." So. At least, at least we have somewhat of a rapport. Yeah, we have some Twitter history, but you're not mm-hmm. very. You tend to disappear from Twitter for like months at a time, and then you show yeah. up again. And I'm like, oh shit, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, I've been kind of thinking about that too lately. In that, I had a problem where I followed too many people, mm-hmm. and um, and so the world is a scary place. And there's nothing wrong with kind of turning off for a while. Um, but it got to the point where I was following a lot of people who were showing me a lot of the bad. And, and while the bad needs to be seen to kind of be aware of the world and kind of keep on my toes, it's, it's it got to be a bit much. So initially back in like 2013, I'm like, you know, I'm just going to stop checking Twitter every day or so mm-hmm. and stick within my circles. And slowly I've been trying to wean down my massive list of followers or uh, not followers of people I'm following to something a bit more manageable because I'm, I'm looking up the numbers right now. What am I at? I follow 734 people. Oh, wow. I don't think I know or can name about a hundred of those people. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's the problem with being a startup. You just kind of throw yourself out there and see what sticks. So I have to find out what I'm at now. How many people I follow? If it's a number like, Oh, a lot more than I thought. Oh no, I'm looking at the wrong one. 373, okay. See, but, like, you go to PAX, like, relatively, like, what, once a year? Or you do go to all as many as you can? <laughs> You're so cute. Oh, um, <laughs> I've attended every U.S. PAX since 2010. How do you, I'm, 
I'm genuinely terrified. That makes my wallet tremble with fear. But also, I am a Canadian, so the whole coming over thing. Well, it generally... used to be good for you. Now, yeah. it's not so much. But you, because you go to these conventions so often, you have this—you have this vast network of people. I imagine. Yes. You've I... got this wonderful, this wonderful web. <laughs> this worldwide web, even. Oh, do you think that's why they call it that? <laughs> what? No, can't be. Can't be. <laughs> Uh, we might have stumbled too close to the truth again. Crossing my legs and they're falling asleep. Ugh. What part of Canada do you live in? I am in the currently incredibly hot mosquito-filled Canada of Alberta. Okay. Alberta. The uh, the the Texas of Canada, as some would say. We got the oil. We got the farms. Oh we got the heat. We also have mountains, uh, beaches, deserts. We got basically everything up here. Also, really cold winters. Yeah, yeah. I live in Edmonton, which is a fun little Soviet-era concrete city, which is <laughs> bifurcated with this wonderful river valley. It's it's really an anomaly. It is because like in bifurcated is a good word that you don't hear very often. I I try to keep you on your toes. You know how I do. But like in in Alberta, there is Calgary, which is basically our rival because like Calgary tried to be the capital city of his province, but we ended up getting it. So there's this huge what have you, our hockey teams hate each other, that's a big old thing. And Calgary is dense and big, whereas Edmonton is sparse and big. Calgary is insane, and I don't like it. It's like bizarro Edmonton. Hmm. Yeah. Where do you live, Punzi? I'm going to try and make some sort of weird comparison. <laughs> <laughs> I live pretty much in Boston. So, oh God, I don't know anything about the States. You'll get a lot of Boston talk in the rest of that Geek Stanton episode. You know, it actually it just started to break out into that oh. when I stopped. I've when I stopped uh, doing the standing, which I have so much on my hands. A lot of it on my knuckles too. It looks like I punched a paint bucket. That wouldn't be wise. But I guess now I understand how you can attend so many of these paxes when you live in the city that one takes place in. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't have to travel for that one. I do still stay in the hotel, though, because it's about... I don't drive, so it's about a 45-minute <laughs> trip via public transit. And I tend to do packs pretty much open to close. It's a good way to see it. So I don't want to spend the extra hour and a half traveling each day. I... I do kind of feel a bit torn in that seeing my first PAX, I missed a lot of it because I was too busy being a tourist in Seattle. Mm -hmm. I went to go see the Space Needle. I hung up by the bay. I found as many Taco Bells as I could. You know, <laughs> took in the sights. <laughs> I didn't even know there were Taco Bells in Seattle, honestly. Well, I've, they're I've disappearing. They're a dying breed, which is just unfortunate. I think I went to Taco Time one year. Taco Time is uh, more popular in Canada, which is a strange thing to say, but like every mall, there's a Taco Time. No Taco Bells. Where are they going? What's happening? Hmm. Something you should know about me, I am a filth man, and I have a very bad diet. Oh, me too. But I just love chalupas. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the chalupa. My current See, Taco Bell standby order is... Um, lay it on me. Shit, what do they call it? Hit me. A chicken quesarito. Chicken quesarito. 
a cheesy potato burrito. And then I always go for a third, even though it's too much, but my third one tends to fluctuate what it is. By the phases of the moon? You look yeah. up in the sky, you say, oh, it's time for one of those things. Yeah, for a while I was always going with the beefy, cheesy, beefy five-layer burrito. That's what it was. See, either I tried, I'm... They made a, a double dia, so I tried that. <laughs> Either I've been out of the game too long, or these are all things that America has exclusively. Probably, and because we like to bastardize food as much as we can. See, the reason why I like the Chalupa so much is that Canada had it, but then stopped serving it. And I feel like I waged a one-person Twitter war against Taco Bell to get it back in Canada. So you're welcome, <laughs> all of Canada. I did that. I took that bullet for you. And I will die a martyr if I have to. To get my deep-fried tortilla shells. But apparently... Does Taco Bell where you are serve fries? No. Like French fries. No. This has been a weird topic of debate well, lately. Okay. There is one sort of near me that probably does. I've never paid attention, but they probably do because they also have a Long John Silvers in the same uh, thing. Because I found out that apparently there was this big press release that Taco Bell United States is getting quote-unquote taco fries, which is just French fries with like some beef, some sour cream, some cheese, some green onions, some tomatoes. We've had that for like 13 years. That's never gone away. Hmm. So finally, you're getting our hand-me-downs of horrible fast food eternity. I bet the one I normally go to also has fries because it is a KFC and Taco Bell in one. So they probably also have French fries. I remember seeing at one point someone ordered... Oh no, maybe it was me. Oh shit. <laughs> I don't remember if it's things I've done or heard about. That's pretty bad. In Taco um, Bell, the reality is distorted and sometimes we all view our own experiences from the third person. It's okay. Yeah, I think sh- one time I ordered my, my potato burrito, but they were out of the potatoes that went in it. So they said, are french fries okay? So they put fries in my burrito. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny, but that's just... <laughs> I imagine some, some poor desperate Taco Bell worker like, listen, we, we don't have the potatoes, please, will you accept these french fries? <laughs> they're, they're scared out of their minds because the last three people that came in there were like, if you don't give me those goddamn potatoes, I'm going to go over to that bank and I'm going to do something I don't really don't want to do and I don't know what that thing is because improv is hard. <laughs> oh, Have you ever had Taco Bell talk this long on your podcast? No, I think this is the first talk of Taco Bell on the podcast. Another first. Bring out the secondary champagne bottles, boys. <laughs> There's so much confetti in here. <laughs> I'm suffocating, actually. It's just I didn't turn the confetti cannons off, and it's just kind of slowly been filling up like a, like a temple trap where sand These just kind of pours in the wall. Confetti cannons have an infinite vat of confetti? No, see, I have this long tube that connects to the party city a few blocks away. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's not conducive. In fact, I'm losing a lot of money on this. I would imagine so, yes. I would like to do more PAXs, I feel. Because the one that many... I did... Oh, you've only been to one? <laughs> I've been only to the one. Okay. Because I am... So here's a fun thing. I've only been out of the country twice. And both times were to Seattle. Uh, one was actually this year going to see Coheed and Cambria. Because they didn't want to tour in Canada. Why would they? Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But so the other time, of course, being PAX 2013, where I was a guest on a panel, and maybe that kind of distorted my my view of it, because getting into the convention as a guest uh, mitigated some of the costs, where I only had to pay for a hotel and a flight and then an entry, which was nice. Um, 
But being a little bit more financially responsible, I feel like I'd be willing to go again and just see the sights and be be the social butterfly that I know I am. Because <laughs> I know so many people on Twitter, you included, that are, are this huge PAX network of friends. And I see that, and I'm like, yeah, that looks fun. I could do that, yeah. And I also like, again, like like Kimmy and all the people that I do have, like I used to speak to when I was on Twitter more frequently, but like mm-hmm. have spoken with and have friendships with. I'd like to meet those people, you included. So Yes, if you do come back to Apex, you need to let me know. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be the one baking for you. <gasps> Twist. I'll bring... The only viable way for me to do that is if I bring like an easy bake onion oven. Un- for easy bake onion. <laughs> I don't even know if I can get that across the border, but either way. Right? They'll think it's a bomb or something. Um, what is this pink and white plastic thing? Uh, uh, my first packs in 2006, they were still like really strict on travel and stuff, like mm-hmm. leftover from 9 11. Mm-hmm. And so we talked to this dude from Canada. And he said that he had some difficulties coming over the border, and he got the thorough check with the rubber glove. Oh, God, that's thorough. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, why? <laughs> was that really worth it for PAX? <laughs> I imagine, like, going through that lineup and just being, like, a con goer and everything. It's like, I'm going to go to Seattle. I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to go to Boston. I'm going to go to Australia. To have a good time at PAX. Oh, wait, what's going on? I'm getting screened. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, no. What, what would that do, especially if like, so, you're someone like me who's never traveled on an airplane before, and then you think everything's going fine, but then all of a sudden some TSA agent has a word with you, and yikes. I don't know. <clears throat> I, wa- I hadn't been out of the country for like probably 15 years. And I was with my parents at that time. And then Mm -hmm. I went to Oz. And it was my first time, like, leaving the country on my own. And I was so paranoid that I was going to do something wrong on my customs form or say the wrong thing or... I don't know. Now, for someone like me, someone who's not not hip with the vernacular, when you say Oz, you mean the wonderful Wizard of Oz. Yes. Yes, I went to the wonderful Wizard of Oz. They had a PAX there one time. Um, if 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 you're a regular listener of Punzi's show and you didn't know what that meant, I was trying to make a fun little thing where we would both learn this information naturally through the flow of conversation. But who am I kidding? You probably know everything about PAX if you listen to Punzi's show. Uh, nah. Well, would they have gotten this far without absorbing a little bit of knowledge? Well, I'm okay. Hmm. <laughs> I bet I don't have any listeners who haven't been to a PAX. I mean, that is of a good my point. literally tens of listeners, <laughs> they are <laughs> either people I have talked to for the show or they're friends. So, yeah. I, I do feel that when I'm doing a video and a little bit of that self-deprecating humor kind of feeds in there where I just kind of stop and take a second to acknowledge that I know no one's watching this, but this is for me. This is a hobby. That wasn't self-deprecating at all. That was literal. <laughs> no, 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 no. Gives me the numbers. <laughs> uh, I, I just think it's good to laugh at it every now and then when I know I put up an episode of Zelda and it reaches five views and I'm like, mm, we made it. <laughs> this is the dream. I have that problem too, where I have 160 some subscribers on YouTube, of which maybe 10 are active viewers. 
Mm-hmm. Which is incredibly frustrating. Oh yeah, no, I looked at my followers on SoundCloud last week too, and I think four hey, of them were real people, of, and the rest were them. just like bots or you know people trying to get me to sign up for their music label. Which I'm like, clearly you didn't even look at what you were clicking because there's no music here. I'm going through my SoundCloud notifications, and yes, it looks like every single one is a bot. Of some kind. Oh, wait, no, I know this person. That is a real human being. Uh, that's a real human being. Okay, so I've got three real human beings in here, and the rest is bots. <laughs> what is that's your SoundCloud thingy, McJigger? I can go um, there and be a real human being, too. See, I was going to go look up you, so let's awkwardly look each other up. Uh, I'm just Daniel Bretland, though I think it might be Daniel Bretland's com- like apostrophe hair. Because, so I I used to have really long hair, and my Facebook name was Daniel Bratlin's hair because <laughs> funny. Uh, so I signed into SoundCloud using Facebook, and that's what stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, if you hit a button somewhere, it'll ping that you've been here, and I can go back to you. Backtracking, I'm a hacker. Um, sure you are. <laughs> I'll have you know, I've played Minesweeper literally five times and one. Oh my god, I loved that game so much. Well, if you hit the start button, I'm pretty sure... Well, I don't know, if you do have a Mac or a Windows? I have a PC, but I don't think mm-hmm. it's in there anymore. Actually, let me look this up. I'm on Windows... Like, I'm on Windows 8, I think. I'm if I don't have Minesweeper, I'm going to launch a very... Oh, shit, yeah, Minesweeper. Bill Gates, you've saved yourself from a very angry letter. Oh, shit. Now Whoa. I'm upset. Played a lot of loud noises. I'll play that later. Oh, this is the lovely preamble where, or not preamble, this is just a lovely amble where we're talking about websites in Minesweeper. Yeah, this is just us playing on our computers. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to show you all how to do a nice raid of the first uh, World of Warcraft raid. Watch me go right now. I've never played World of Warcraft in my life. Search my computer for stuff. Um, If you hit the, the Windows button, there's a little search program, though if you're on 10, you might have Cortana. Yeah. I had Windows 10 for a day. And, <laughs> okay, um, Ponzi, I need you to cover your... Uh, how would you do this? I need you to cover something that plays out sound, because I'm going to tell you a little bit of a quote-unquote illegal secret. Uh-oh. Are you, are you ready? Sure. I emulate video games. <gasps> and Windows 10 broke all my emulators. <laughs> so I had to go back to Windows 9. <laughs> But something bad happened, and I ended up having to do an $100 OS reinstall. Wow. So in a roundabout way, Windows 10 cost me $100. Yep. I don't disparage it. It seems like a pretty good operating system. It's just uh, for my needs. Uh, when all the drivers are there, when everything is ready to go, I'll head on over, I guess. I do like the color. It's a nice blue. I still haven't found how to search my computer, but... You'll, you'll get there one day, Ponzi. It's, uh, it's not about the destination, it's journey. <laughs> like, I don't see... I probably, like, got rid of the button that would get me to the games. Mm. Is, if your microphone is, like... If your microphone is currently the uh, default sound, like, default device, you might be able to say, Cortana, search me a thing, but I don't know. Oh, I don't think I disabled that. I'm Mm. not down with the talking to devices thing. I don't know why. It creeps me out a little. Like, it's cool that the technology exists, but 
I talk to inanimate objects enough. You don't need to encourage me. So what if then the reality is you can walk into your house and you say, Earl Grey, hot, and then it happens. Then what? I don't drink tea. See, there you go. <laughs> Ask a question, get an answer. <laughs> so and what I don't kind watch... of music do you make? Um, yes. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Well, so What sorts I've... of instruments do you use? I play, so in the band I'm in, I can tell you about the band I'm in. The band is a, I guess, a post-hardcore pop-punk kind of dealio. Um, I play bass in it currently. I do a little bit of backup vocals. Um, but recreationally, I play guitar, I play bass. I had a banjo for a while. Um, and then for funsies, I guess the closest thing you could say is it's a uh, synth wave. You know, you know those 80s movies would have like the neon everywhere and that kind of thumping like electronic soundtrack. That's what is kind of called synth wave. Okay. Just this weird feeling of this neon 80s, which I've kind of latched onto and I absolutely love despite not being alive in the 80s <laughs> and get all of my, like, I get, all of my association with the stuff has come from parodies of that time, like mm-hmm. Hotline Miami or like Far Cry Blood Dragon or like Kung Fury, all these parodies of this time that were made in the last 10 years. But they nail that aesthetic and I love it to death. But so it's all just weird electronic instrumental music. I put out an album a few months ago. I think it was for free called Arcade Revisionism, which is just instrumental music for you to put on while you're working, writing, reading. Yeah. Just kind of background noise from me to you. You know, you do whatever you want with that. Sorry, I started, I, <laughs> I picked up my phone and searched, does Windows 10 have Minesweeper? <laughs> well, don't keep us waiting. What's the good news? They aren't automatically installed with Windows, but you can download them from the Windows Store for free. Now, I was very worried there for a second that Microsoft had like made Minesweeper like a $10 purchase. Um, because you know someone would do that. Some crazy person would do that. Yeah. They would. All right. Well, now I have something to do later. <laughs> uh, this much production... Ooh. I don't know how well I'm going to be able to do it with the, the touchpad, so... Oh, that might be an issue, yeah. Yeah. Granted, there was never really any tactile feedback, so I guess you just kind of make pretend. If you squint, your finger looks like a mouse clicker. <laughs> no, I just, like, I can't... I guess it would really just affect my time, which would only be a thing that I would worry about. <laughs> So ultimately, it doesn't matter, even though it's it real to you, to damn me. it. Yep. <laughs> Tune in awesome. next week.